continuation of the road to Emmaus story found in your gospel. As the two came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. And so he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour, they got up and returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, the Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then Cleopas and the other disciple told them what had happened on the road, and how he had made known to them in the breaking of the bread. While they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I, myself. Touch me and see. For a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy, they were disbelieving and still wondering. And he said to them, have you anything to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish. He took it and ate it in their presence. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This morning, a short story for your consideration. Cleo and Sarah were best friends. Although they had always attended different elementary and middle schools, they had known each other since they were babies in the crib room of weekday preschool. Now, with five weeks left until they graduated from eighth grade, Cleo going to Page High School and Sarah going to Grimsley High School, they found themselves walking aimlessly around Friendly Shopping Center, sadder than they could ever have imagined possible. Their friend Jay was gone. Cleo paused at GameStop to pick up some games to maybe numb his mind and asked Sarah, do you remember when I was so sick with pneumonia and Jay came to my house and prayed with me? Sarah replied, yeah, you healed so quickly after that time Jay spent with you. Cleo nodded and wiped a tear away. After paying at GameStop, they continued down the sidewalk and Sarah pushed Cleo into the Barnes and Noble. Come on. Let's go look for a book to read. Maybe that will remind us of some of the wisdom he taught us. It was the week after Easter, and there were so many people milling around, laughing, talking about spring break, and Sarah just rolled her eyes at Cleo. They were not in the mood for joyful laughter. So they walked down the aisle entitled, This Will Help. Sarah began to read the titles out loud. Don't worry, be joyful always. Or another one, doubt is an insult to God, believe always. Or another one, those who believe never have unbelieving days. And Cleo went, ha, 
That's too bad, because I'm having lots of unbelieving days. Sarah, why did he have to go? Sarah read another title out loud, the top 10 ways to forget the past and move on in the future. She said, I don't want to forget the past, not our friendship with him and the bonds we made with one another. I don't want to forget him. Remember when he came to my house and just listened when my parents were going through their divorce? Cleo threw a friendly arm around her shoulder. Yeah, I remember. He was an amazing listener. He always reassured us when life seemed its bleakest. There was something bigger that we couldn't see. But man, Jay could always revive and deepen our spirits when life was awful. They left Barnes & Noble and made their way over to Pyology, where some of the friends were texting about meeting up to grab food. Cleo remarked, how can they hang and eat? My stomach hurts so much thinking about never seeing him again. Sarah said, yeah, and after all we've been through together, these past three years being a part of his gang, we laughed, we cried, and he taught us how to really take care of each other. Remember when we all found out Debbie was addicted to smoking marijuana and her mom kicked her out of the house? Jay was such a leader. He made sure that she got into a rehab program. And then he fasted while she was in treatment to show solidarity. We tried to show her solidarity too, but do you remember how we would sneak those fruit smoothies? We just couldn't hold out like he could. I feel like fasting now. I want to send him a message that I know that I miss him and that he should know that too. And I have no interest in pizza. They could see the others from their gang inside laughing and smiling. But Cleo and Sarah skipped going inside. They made their way to the Apple store. Ah, the Apple store. Now, one must admit, technology was not Jay's strong suit. He preferred face-to-face -face chat, not texting and email. He liked to be fully present. Besides, he would tell them, I can't read the tone of your words in a text. I want to really be able to understand you. As soon as they walked in, Cleo had an immediate flashback. It was 2016, and they had all first gotten together with Jay to walk around friendly. They were in the Apple store looking at the new iPhone 8, and they were all grumbling because none of their parents would upgrade their sixes for them. And Jay said, patience is a virtue. Then Jay saw the new guy that had been coming to their church. His name was John. John and John's family were new to Greensboro, or Greens Boring, as they like to call it. John was in fifth grade, and his parents had chosen to kind of live a little bit further out. And although they came to worship every Sunday, John wasn't connected to Cleo and Sarah and Debbie and all the others. And Jay just walked right up to him. Cleo watched. He was so at ease talking with John and John's family. He brought John over to their group and introduced him and kind of nudged them to include him. Cleo was always impressed with Jay's ability to break down boundaries and barriers and build up friendships. He shook himself out of his flashback. How were they going to continue? How were they going to continue to love and care, be humble and inclusive without him right there reminding them? He loved everybody. He loved them and he loved their flaws. He cared about all the people that he met and he encouraged them to do the same. 
It seemed impossible to continue to believe that they could be what he had called them to be. His followers, his disciples, his friends, without being able to see him, hear him, touch him, and remind themselves he was the real thing. It seemed unrealistic to believe that now that he was gone, that he was the real thing. Wasn't he the one who was supposed to show them the way? The last few days had been horrific. Jay had suffered, and they had watched. It was surreal. People could be so cruel. Why would people turn against him? What did that mean? Wasn't he the one that they had waited for? And if not, what did these last three years mean? Nothing. Surely it couldn't be nothing. He'd opened their minds to understanding who God was and who they were as God's people. And the new understanding that the most important thing for them to do while on this earth was to love God, to love one another, and to care for others. All those other rules and things about society having a good image and money and a big house and cars and trips, Jay said none of that mattered. What mattered is how you live from the inside out. Cleo looked over at Sarah and she looked right back at him. She knew what he was thinking. She was sad. She was afraid. She had doubt too. So they decided that they needed what was most needed at all times, Chick-fil-A. It had been Jay's favorite spot to eat. So they walked across the Whole Foods parking lot and this stranger came up alongside them. In a voice that was familiar and gentle, the stranger said, why are you so sad? Sarah mumbled, our best friend and leader is gone. Cleo said, yeah, if you had known him, you'd be depressed too. The stranger shook his head and placed his hand on Cleo's shoulder. I'm so sorry. Cleo felt reassured. The stranger continued to walk with them in comfortable silence. And then the stranger began to tell stories. Stories about their friend and leader. Stories about the past that only those who had known him so well should know. How did he know? Cleo, trying to channel Jay's hospitality, said, want to eat with us? It seemed almost necessary that the stranger should eat with them. The stranger was quiet for a moment. It felt so natural to Sarah that she said, yes, please, please come and sit with us. And so they sat in a booth together at Chick-fil-A, Cleo and Sarah on one side and the stranger on the other. And they said, okay, if we bless our food, the stranger nodded and Sarah led them in prayer. God, we thank you for our meal together and this new friend. Help us to remember Jay, our leader, whom we miss. Guide us to be like him, even when we are sad, doubting, or afraid. Amen. Cleo and Sarah looked up across the table, and for one moment, it wasn't a stranger. It was Jesus, the big Jay. There he was. Across from them, their hearts were full. And as their hearts grew full, they realized that he had been with them all along with their darkness and their doubt. And he looked deep into their eyes and smiled. He gave them a reassuring look 
It's going to be okay. And then he vanished from their sight. Sarah and Cleo grabbed their cell phones and sent a group text. We need to spill the tea. Meet us at Chick-fil-A ASAP. By the way, spill the tea means we have something to tell you. I just learned that. Once all the 11 friends had gathered at Chick-fil-A, they started swapping stories, and in some way or another, each and every one of them had had a sighting of the Big J. That morning, he had been out at Lake Brant rowing, along with some of them. And then he just encountered others at Pyology, and Claire's jaw dropped. That's why they had been laughing and not sad. John, who remained very quiet, said, Look! And there he was, again, the big J, walking toward them. And he said, peace be with you. They were startled and terrified. He said, why are you frightened? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I, myself. Touch me and see. He showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy, they were still disbelieving and still wondering. He said, you have anything to eat? You got got food? And so they handed him a chicken nugget. He said, where's the Chick-fil-A sauce? (laughs) He dipped it and he ate it in their presence. And then he left them with these words. The things I have said to you, the ways I have taught you to love and live, these things are true. God is real, and God claims you as God's children. God has gifted each and every one of you to live out your lives with the light of God that is inside of you. So now, in everything you say and do, on your believing days and your non-believing days, remember whose you are and go live your best life, glorifying God. And remember, I am with you always. Amen.